0: Chapter four of the Feasts of St. Friend by Arnold Bennett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter four the appositeness of Christmas. Yes, you say, I am quite at one with you as to the immense importance of goodwill in social existence, and I have the same faith in it as you have, but why a festival? Why eating and drinking and ceremonies? Surely one can have faith without festivals? The answer is that one cannot, or at least that in practice one never does. A disinclination for festivals, a morbid self-conscious fear of letting oneself go, is a sure sign of lack of faith. If you have not enough enthusiasm for the cult of goodwill to make you positively desire to celebrate the cult, then your faith is insufficient and needs fostering by study and meditation why if you decide to found a sailing club up your creek your very first thought is to signalise your faith in the sailing of those particular waters by a dinner and a jollity and you take care that the event shall be an annual one you have faith in your wife and in your affection for her surely you don't need a festival to remind you of that faith you so superior to human weaknesses but you do you insist on having it and if the festival did not happen you would feel gloomy and discouraged a birthday is a device for recalling to you in a formal and impressive manner that a certain person still lives and is in need of goodwill It is a device which experience has proved to be both valuable and necessary. Real faith effervesces. It shoots forth in every direction. It communicates itself. And the inevitable result is a festival. The festival is anticipated with pleasure, and it is remembered with pleasure. And thus it reacts stimulatingly on that which gave it birth as the vitality of children reacts stimulatingly on the vitality of parents. It provides a concrete symbol of that which is invisible and intangible, and mankind is not yet so advanced in the path of spiritual perfection that we can afford to dispense with concrete symbols. Now, if we maintain festivals and formalities for the healthy continuance and honour of a pastime or of a personal affection, Shall we not maintain a festival, and a mighty one, in behalf of a faith which makes the corporate human existence bearable amid the menaces and mysteries that for ever threaten it, the faith of universal good-will and mutual confidence? If then there is to be a festival, why should it not be the festival of Christmas? It can indeed be no other. Christmas is most plainly indicated it is dignified and made precious by traditions Which go back much further than the Christian era, and it has this tremendous advantage it exists In spite of our declining faith it has been preserved to us and here it is ready to hand Not merely does it fall at the point which uncounted generations have agreed to consider as the turn of the solar year and as the rebirth of hope, it falls also immediately before the end of the calendar year and thus prepares us for a fresh beginning that shall put the old to shame. It could not be better timed. Further, its traditional spirit of peace and goodwill is the very spirit which we desire to foster and finally its customs or at any rate its main customs are well designed to symbolise that spirit if we have allowed the dispatch of christmas cards to degenerate into naught but a tedious shuffling of pasteboards and overwork of post-office officials the fault is not in the custom but in ourselves the custom is a most striking one so long as we have sufficient imagination to remember vividly that we are all in the same boat, I mean on the same planet, and clinging desperately to the flying ball, and dependent for daily happiness on one another's goodwill. A Christmas card sent by one human being to another human being is more than a piece of coloured stationery sent by one log of wood to another log of wood. It is an inspiring and reassuring message of high value. The mischief is that so many self-styled human beings are just logs of wood, rather stylishly dressed. And then the custom of present giving. What better and more convincing proof of sympathy than a gift? the gift is one of these obvious contrivances like the wheel or the lever which smooth and simplify earthly life and the charm of whose utility no obviousness can stale but of course any contrivance can be rendered futile by clumsiness or negligence there is a sort of christmas giver who says pettishly oh i don't know what to give to so-and-so this christmas what a bother i shall write and tell her to choose something herself and send the bill to me and he writes and though he does not suspect it what he really writes and what so-and-so reads is this dear so-and-so it is nothing to me that you and i are alive together on this planet and in various ways mutually dependent but i am bound by custom to give you a present i do not however take sufficient interest in your life to know what object it would give you pleasure to possess and i do not want to be put to the trouble of finding out nor of obtaining the object and transmitting it to you will you therefore buy something for yourself and send the bill to me of course a sense of social decency will prevent you from spending more than a small sum and i shall be spared all exertion beyond signing a cheque yours insincerely and loggishly so managed the contrivance of present giving becomes positively sinister in its working but managed with the sympathetic imagination which is infallibly produced by real faith in goodwill its efficacy may approach the miraculous the christmas ceremony of good wishing by word of mouth Has never been in any danger of falling into insincerity. Such is the power of tradition and virtue of a festival, and such the instinctive brotherliness of men, that on this day the mere sight of an acquaintance will soften the voice and warm the heart of the most superior sceptic and curmudgeon that the age of disillusion has produced. In spite of himself, faith flickers up in him again, be it only for a moment. And during that moment, he is almost like those whose bright faith the age has never tarnished, like the great and like the simple, to whom it is quite unnecessary to offer a defence and explanation of Christmas or to suggest the basis of a new faith therein, End of Chapter Four.